0: Hey, this is the Department of Promethean Science, stealing fire from the gods to make a better life for you and me. It is Monday, May twentieth, two thousand and thirteen, and on the podcast this week, I'm improvising with Michael Reynolds, who is a great guy who also from the Ohio University improv scene um, that I've known for a, a little while here that uh, I really enjoy as just a marvelously sort of. Decent and uh, heartfelt improviser that uh, that, uh, that I think really does a great job, sort of grounding and, and making really human anything that he plays. And uh, it's certainly in the scene that we play together, I absolutely needed him to do that, and uh, he he uh, aided to a great degree the uh, the whole scene by um, just. <laughs> caring about it throughout so hopefully you'll enjoy it and uh, we had a great long talk afterwards. Um, if you don't particularly care for the side of my voice, uh, well you know congratulations for making it this far um, but you're really in trouble for the next uh, hour or so however long it works at. If you've got a suggestion for a guest I to use um, in a future podcast, please send along to the email address at prometheanscience at gmail.com that's p-r-o-m-e-t-h-e-a-n science at gmail.com with a subject line suggestion and then whatever you care for that suggestion to be in the body of the email if you got any other kind of correspondence please send along the same email address with anything else on the subject line and uh, I'll try to get to it as rapidly as I can for a recommendation for this week a uh, band Uh, just a couple weeks ago released an album um, the band's name is The Uncluded and uh, it's Kimia Dawson from the Moldy Peaches and Aesop Rock and uh, uh, I'm still sort of absorbing the album as a whole it's really good but for sure great is the song uh, The Delicate Cycle worth YouTubing Um, just one of those things where it's uh, kind of two sounds that wind up getting mashed together and uh, both of them Sound pretty great by themselves together it's a uh, one of those brainworm hooks that can get in there and just have you listen over and over and over again um, but in any case let's move on to the scene here here's Michael Reynolds and I improvising to a suggestion from Anthony Ellison, and that suggestion was topple oh. Oh, that went over way too easy. Oh, God.
1: King, the servants the servants cry for your, your word.
0: No, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know.
1: You laugh at a time like this.
0: Yeah. No, I'm not laughing. I'm very upset. I just, uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't. Oh, God, oh, I can't believe I.
1: We I, can get through that. To offend another, to another kingdom is fine. It's fine, you can get, we can get through this.
0: Well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Did you see that?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I say uh they, t- she said they tried it. Oh god. They tried it the they tried it the gift horse in here and I just tapped it on its side. and it fell over and died. It's dead. Horses shouldn't die like that. No, I, I'm with you on this. They sh- Hey I don't know how we explain this. Uh, because um... it's all, all in all serious Ness, the land of Crimson Magia is, they're not a people to screw around with. I
1: wouldn't. Have you heard the stories? I have
0: heard the stories. That's why I was happy to accept a gift of a prized horse from them and in return ship 4,000 ingots of platinum. But, you know, obviously... We're taking it in the rear on that trade of gifts. I mean, no matter how nice the horse is, four thousand ingots of platinum is a fortune. I mean, it constituted like thirty-three percent of the royal treasury. But hey, if we're not involved, I mean, if we're not invaded by the Clemson Magians, then is but it, well, I'm supposed worked. to. I'm supposed to ride this horse out to. The um to the discussion of the uh you know the the discussion of of the treaty yeah and and I push it over and now it's dead and what am I what are we gonna do put I, the horse on a pallet and then me on the horse and then drag the pallet out yeah you know this isn't this isn't a, this isn't a little bit of a fun time show off they're gonna be able to tell the horse is dead they're gonna know
1: yeah. I mean, we could get the royal taxidermist in here, but I mean, at what cost? At what cost, yes. at
0: what cost get. though? Oh. He would know, and he's the biggest blabbermouth our, our kingdom has. You're right. James is a massive gossip. I'll tell you what, I'll but do he it. he is also the perfect...
1: Oh. I'd love to do this for you, sir.
0: Sire. Come on. Come I on, did, I can do better. I can do better this time. The squirrel was just a, a fluke. Well, you know what? That That squirrel broke my mother's heart. You know, the Queen Mother. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And she was like, oh, "What's this? He's. Why are you handing me this? My my prize dead. It's my prize squirrel. Oh, he's dead. Someone has stuffed him with beans and sewed him. It look. I'm not putting taxidermy in your hands. Obviously, James, the royal taxidermist, would be the one to uh to handle this, and then we could maybe work out some situation where. Stayed still, or I dismounted from a distance to show my respect. But you know what? It's a as soon as he knows, everyone in the kingdom knows, and then they know. So, uh, you know, um, we gotta figure out. Can I, something can I just be honest real quick? I just else. to
1: be to be in the throne room at the moment, I think, was a like, I just to be there was a treasure. So, thank you for at least. I wish I could help, but I just want to say thank you because I mean it sounds like there's a good chance we might not make it through this. So
0: look, you know what? I mean, we're gonna. Okay, we may not because honestly, they 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 would cut you down as soon as breathe on you just to send a message. But you know, I'm because, I'm because just, of my
1: blue eyes. I've heard they see a blue eye and just oh
0: uh, yeah, absolutely. No, you're 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 wearing a half helmet. Uh, if you're there. And you will be there because you're I'm a, one of my most trusted advisors even if you can't do anything with your hands. I count on you for your brain, which maybe is why I need you most of all right now. But what I'm saying is, no, they would they slice your flo- throat, watch blood pour out, but then, because I'm a symbol of the country and they want me to be subservient, you know, probably me, put me in a burlap onesie and make me serve bread to lepers or something. You know, it's just... I got that, that kinda.
1: Can I just say I wouldn't stand for that? I would not. Well you'd, stand be, dead.
0: For that. you'd I, be dead. I would be long gone. Yeah, Agreed. You would be standing. You'd be just laying on your front of your back, bleeding out all over the place. So clearly we don't want that either. Oh. If only I hadn't outlawed wizards. Wizards would come in super handy. But you know the thing with wizards is they've always got alternate plans. And They're always trying to
1: subvert you. Yeah, exactly. I think I'm I'm, I'm okay in saying that. Yeah, no, not amongst I've, present company. I
0: agree. I agree. I outlawed wizards because you know, I could just picture, you know, ribbons of of transparent energy shooting through the air on my hands, feet, and and feet, and then just them treating me like some sort of marionette, which sounds pretty good, compared to the little brew, brew-ha-ha. That we potentially are locked in with okay. Crimson Maggie and so
1: I So we've got we've got to sign a tree, But
0: the horse we're supposed to ride is dead. Yes. Okay. Could we use one of our horses? Look at this thing. I mean, I know that I pushed it over and killed it, but it is a beast. Our horses don't look anything like this guy. I mean, is that look. His um is that fur The fur Does, is it hair? I guess I've heard horse hair instead of horse fur. I guess horses have horse hair, not horse fur. So I've heard that too. Yeah. But I mean, this guy—look, you look at it. It's like his hair is a mix of black and red. I mean, it's—he looks good, and he's probably like two times, one and a half times the size of our biggest horse. They really—you know—if I could just run right up to the King of Crimson Maggie and push him on the chest, knock him over, and kill him. Oof.
1: Imagine if the townspeople saw that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It would be amazing,
0: but I can't count on that.
1: See he travels Blah. with about a thousand swords
0: behind him. Yeah. Could you do it, but then get back? Well, see, I don't even count on him now, the Constitution. See, this horse, I think, may... You know, as we sit here with it, I'm pretty sure this is a trap, and they just want to <laughs> invade us. You know? I mean, they breed a horse that looks this magnificent, and then... I just tap him on the side, he falls over, and dies. Okay. Can I say... Maybe they drugged him, poor horse.
1: I want to say from the beginning, the
0: plan... goodness, but to see if there's drugs or something. I've heard they put cocaine up there.
1: <sighs> Plus, I mean, I'm, not I'm only sure. was there a, a potential cocaine mule, so to speak, yeah. but they were going to say, why don't you and that guy come out here and sign the treaty alone with no servants, no guards, no nothing. Which I thought, well, it's a sheer sign of diplomacy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's a huge trust. It would be a massive sign of dishonor if they did anything to me. Oh, jeez. You know, these monarchical choices are so difficult. Okay, new plan. Get James in here, have him stuff the horse. Then, as soon as he's done stuffing the horse, I give you a sign, like a clue, where I go... James, I want to thank you for all your service, and I know I can trust you to keep quiet. And right when I say that, you kill James. Oh. Because this is going to be the most important taxidermical feat that he could ever do. For And we'll get the second best guy for anything else. Because honestly, I mean, it's probably a little indulgent for us to have a royal taxidermist. I mean, it comes in... Rarely, And he was on vacation with that last thing with my mother, the queen mother, and the squirrel. And so the squirrel. really, I think this is, you know, aside from decorative things for, you know, when I go on the hunt and we trap a beast under a net and then I stab it with a pole, with a pointy end, and then we mount it. Ten foot pole, yeah. Yeah. That sound good? How's that sound to you? I mean, the plan's solid. Okay, alright, well, that's all, all right, I to need choose to me.
1: sign off. Sorry, just to trust to trust that I could be the one to slay James.
0: I mean, uh, pardon it, the... T- I, I don't want to cry, King. You're right, physicality isn't your best. Oh. is it? Well, I just don't want to <laughs> screw it up, because if, you know, if it turns into a thing where you try to stab James and kill him, and then it doesn't, and then your two are rolling around on the floor, and somehow you're killed, and then he stands up and it's like, what is this? It's going to be a really awkward thing for me to have to explain. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, just to just to put something out
1: there and yank it back. It's well, okay. Here's no, no. You're the king. You're the king.
0: <laughs> okay, here's what I'm thinking. You kill him. No, no way. <laughs> because, because I, you know, I just don't. It's I couldn't st- stoop to. Uh, you know, couldn't stoop to getting a physical altercation with someone of a lower class than myself. The Royal Newspapers would have a field day. What if I... Yeah, that's true. No, uh, um, here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. You get one of my men, one of my loyal guards. Armitrage. Get armitrage. Armitrage, sure. Sort of fill him in.
1: He's about due, right? Due for... A good good deed.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I can always count on that guy. That guy is... Balls to the wall in my court. I'm going to say it. But you, so, and you know what? You can take a shot. You take a shot at James, but you give Armitage the instruction that if it looks like the tide is turning in the in the wrong way, he he can just lay down, he can lay down stabbing, just wild stabbing just, into whatever just wild, into whatever he yeah. sees as a vulnerable spot from yeah. the from what I've surely created. Yes, yes. But what I'm also saying is that if you really want to take a crack at this, I'm going to give you the opportunity to overpower him. Sure, but. If you can't overpower him, then I just want arbitrage making sure that he's got full coverage with the stabbing, and you know if that means uh, ah, ah, you know you, you get if it. I don't right, I'm leaving it up to you as your option. <laughs> okay, to, to die or not? Well, yeah, I mean, no. Well, to uh, to
1: it sounds like it sounds like I won't be surviving this.
0: You if, would know. You've if, seen me fight. Look, if you can, if you feel, like, if you can take out James then you survive it. What I'm saying is that you seem really... To, I listen. I'm, I listen to my subjects, and it seemed like you were super disappointed at the idea of uh, me not letting you be the one who pulls the trigger on the assassination of the royal taxidermist after he stuffs the horse. And then we got to get back to the whole, like, how do, we, how do I, you know, get the horse out there? But then, you know, I just need a backup plan, because if you're willing to take the gamble on yourself... Super. I'm not 100% sold on gambling on that facet. You got to no, cover all your
1: bases. Be always be prepared. Always be prepared. Yes.
0: Yeah. It is the intrigue of the court. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Well, let's get it rolling. <laughs> and that's our time. <laughs>
1: We've developed plan.
0: <laughs> I know I was like I know it was like I'm sorry they like poured poured out that onslaught of like um of like nonstop talking but I felt like it was like it just felt like that that oh well we could talk about it yeah. hopefully, hopefully that that was like not too bad to deal with I know it was like... I wound up playing somebody that was, like, to- obviously totally motor and, like, you know, dominating the space. Yeah. But, but, I, I can be honest in saying that it came about honestly, you know? Like I where no I- time felt differently. Okay, okay, <claps> okay yeah. good. Because yeah, exactly I
1: like was... everything was totally in line with who I imagine this king to me, the guy He's just sitting there and he's, he's hashing out everything. Like he doesn't, he thinks while he's saying kind of situation.
0: Yeah. It was an, it was a really interesting experience for me because it, for me it was like a, an overlap of sort of what my expectations were with like sort of the high status that you gave me, you know, like I was thinking of someone who would, I mean, I felt like I was like really agitated and, um. D- disturbed at knocking something over At toppling something over yeah. I was like And I thought You know My feeling was like Maybe we were like Kids in a museum Or basically kids Where we shouldn't be Where we didn't think That What You know We didn't think Messing with something Would actually cause it to collapse And be destroyed Right yeah. So like Going into that That was sort of like Just like the You know The emotional point of view I had with that level of Like panic or whatever Um and then when you gave me high status, the highest status yeah. <laughs> of being like a king, as some would say, it said. was like it was a really interesting. I mean, I was obviously like totally off to the races. Um, I don't know if that's a pun, but no, no pun intended. But you know, I was totally off to the races because I got to be a high status person who was completely agitated and relatively lacking in competence. You know, yeah. It's so, and I mean, it felt like I started to. Like as it and as that scene started to unfold, I I kind of started to feel like I was like, it started to feel like an early Woody Allen movie to me, where I was just like, I'm playing. I, I'm the character I'm playing is Woody Allen as a fantasy king, you know? Yeah. Of like someone, you know, just because of like, you know, sort of like sleeper bananas. Love and death, kind of era Woody Allen, where yeah. it's like, okay, there's a distinct role here, but at its core, it's really just the anxiety of this one guy and like his, um, his commitment to like almost his own foibles as a, as a, uh, as a human, you know? Like when I see, yeah. seeing, seeing that, that particular era of Woody Allen, he constantly plays people that, um, are not sort of movie protagonists likable because they're so in tune with their own selfishness, Mm -hmm. you know? And, like, how he may be playing some role where there's some amount of, like, um, there's the idea of him playing a hero, but he never plays a hero as a hero. Sure. And so I felt like that was a thing, where I was, like, this protagonist, but I was, like, going to be gripped with, with 20th century angst you know 20th century style angst over like this stuff and be completely um, familiar with my own uh, (laughs) my you know my own like uh, being completely willing to be self-centered you know absolutely so so that's the way that all tumbled out and then it started to feel that way and then I just sort of became that you know yeah and it made me yeah, I mean, it made me very like just pouring my pouring stuff out. Yeah. And I know I was like, "Oh God, I hope this is okay to play to play with me," because I'm just like, I'm dumping so much information, but it's because I'm playing a character who ha- has an external internal monologue. Absolutely. You know?
1: Yeah, and I just I took the uh, I just remember the suggestion. It was just I had a moment where I just felt like suggestion plus. Energy you're giving me, and for some reason, topple made me think of empires or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just from there, I was just, I'm just, I'm just gonna give it Let's just see what I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, I, li- I mean, I really like how that worked out, right? Because that's the thing is that there's a there's a literal physical quality to it, you mm-hmm. know, of you know, obviously something toppling over, but then also that implication. So it's a really interesting study of like basically two people entering a scene with being motivated by a suggestion and bringing and I you know bringing their kind of like impulse or drive with that suggestion and then having those things overlap and create something that's entirely kind of different from what they each expected but is still fueled by each of the things yeah they provided you know yeah because I mean with sort of like I, and, and almost through through the course of it too that's sort of how it felt right because like I came in with emotional context and you came in with informational context and those two contexts sort of overlapped and maintained through the whole thing you know yeah where it was like okay the informational context is such that we're in a fantasy this is I'm the king of a fantasy kingdom and I'm dealing with some m- massive sort of like political snafu that could easily have you know our our country be invaded but the emotional context is that i'm just extremely anxious and concerned about the unfixable thing yeah. that that we just did <laughs> you know so yeah so i think that was i think that was really 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 kind of fun and and cool you know so and I don't know, you know. I mean, I think there was a that too. There was like our relationship was interesting as well, right? Because I don't even know how it happened, but it kept unfolding that you didn't quite have that you wanted to do things, but you didn't quite have confidence. But I'm just not like yeah. It just felt
1: like either that or was, I was like hey, I'll do this for you, but I'm lacking this thing mm-hmm. to do it. Like yeah, the what the piece, the, yeah. the piece <laughs> to get it done. The the key to get through the door. So sort of yeah. Situation.
0: Well, and even though there was was that obvious status in it that was, I think, was acknowledged. I mean, you know, as I was that character, I never, like, I was never actually, I mean, I actually very much valued you as pretty much my, like, my, you know, my sounding board, you know. You were my most trusted advisor in that. It's just that the things kept coming up where it was like, oh, no, you're not good at that. You're good at, like, being my advisor, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: so, I, you were talking in such a, like, when I, after I realized what I'd said, and I'd made you king, mm-hmm. you were speaking in such a conversational tone, though, yeah. like, okay, <laughs> it's like, not just a trusted advisor, but somebody who's like, I imagine myself as somebody who's like, always like, right-hand man kind of situation. Oh, absolutely. But even closer? Yeah, like, yeah.
0: yeah, you were like, yeah, for sure, you are yeah, like yeah. the guy, I mean, we're, I think, I feel like, <laughs> in my mind, we were in this <laughs> giant throne room with one of those, like, a giant square throne room, sort of, with a big carpet leading from the one entrance to the throne and somehow the, this gift horse had been laid, had been brought in and it was just you and me. And it was like yeah. casual up to that point of like, Oh, look at this horse. It's great. And we're just dick, like, we're kind of dicking around like friends in my head, except I'm in, of course, an ermine purple robe, well, and absolutely giant purple. crown, the color of royalty. And then I, and then I just like slapped it to be like, this is my horse now. And then it fell over and died. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I also, I don't know. It's interesting you say that. I also
1: imagine just based, purely based on our back and forth, our relationship, I also saw like a vast sort of throne room, but it was just empty. Yeah. Like, oh, completely. Like, like, see, like the kind of kingdom where like stones, like if know? someone had, presi- like if, if in, uh, another kingdom had come in, they'd be like us maybe two other people to represent in a a kingdom filled with however many people. Yeah. Or however many few people.
0: Well, and it's like, I'm like, oh, well, it could be... It, You know, we rarely ever do... You know, I felt like, and this is the state that it's mostly in, just you, me, the runner that leads up to the throne and the two of us, like, dicking around and shooting the shit about, (laughs) like, stuff going on in the kingdom. Yeah. And then, like, every so often, the... um. You know, like once every five years, it could be dressed up, you know, and that's how p- other people picture it. But for us, yeah. it's just a carpet runner to a dais. Unless <laughs> there's a throne, otherwise it's a big square room with stones, and it's mostly us just hanging out, shooting the shit in this giant throne room. Just
1: based off what I got from your character, I imagine like not even like like a throne for sure, but it's like something maybe one to two steps higher than a folding chair. Sitting on this podium, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It's, it's just what I saw.
0: Yeah. Well, so I feel know. like there's, you know, there's a, the the nature of the relationship, and sort of like the the faux grandiosity of the whole, you know, of me. It's like obviously I'm just I'm like fairly pathetic while also being the king. You know, it lent it it lent the environment a certain sparseness. You know. Yeah. And and. and yeah, a certain spars- sparseness and like kind of robbing it of its own grandiosity, you know? I just, it's, it's, I guess it's fun to play sort of like pathetic high status, you know? Yeah, and right. that's that's what it was, you know? It's like I, my, like I said, you know, I'm thinking of like Woody Allen in those, in that particular era when he is of, you know, in the moment of the, in each of those movies. Where he actually is a big man, yeah. and he really just like kind of like flaunts it and lives in it, you know. It's like that's, but he's gonna be laid low, and he's gonna have to deal with it, or like, uh, like Darth Helmet from a um, Dark Helmet, <laughs> Dark yeah, yeah, yeah You know, it was it's like that kind of that kind of character, and it's like, man, what a rich vein to be like, sort of, sort of a high status. Anxiety rich moron. <laughs> you know? I always, I always,
1: I love seeing players like, and and just people when I go watch shows, if they get like a suggestion that you, like an audience or that you inherit, even, yeah, like what you know about anything, like just that someone's like, hey, I'm gonna give you this, and then they find a way to like change it in some way, like oh yeah, like even with um like the the one example that comes to mind like if someone plays, if someone puts on somebody else or they choose like a homosexual character for example, everyone has this idea. Of what it's gonna sound like, what it's gonna look like, the gestures and manners they do. Oh yeah, so which somebody, like, usually that, winds
0: up pretty, being pretty insulting. Just yeah, it's, it's like, just like, like
1: that's. A, I almost feel like it's playing to, just that idea of like, I don't know, like it. I always think it's so interesting when someone's like, like if you were playing a character, like yeah, I'm, yeah, this is I do, I'm I'm gay, like yeah yeah a, this is
0: well it shouldn't because you know it's it's kind of like a horrible like you know, when. Yeah, exactly. When people play the stereotype, it's like you're just sort of embracing the dumbest sort of choice of like you know, it's kind of big bigoted, right? Yeah. You know? And like but if you But that but I think that's the thing, is that like for for these things to be true, they have to be of us. You yeah. Know? And like as soon as you hold something as an other that you're playing mm-hmm. and hold it at arm's length that you are treating as like some sort of marionette you're not letting it you're not letting it be close to you and so you're not seeing the truth of it there's, you know? and there's no way you
1: can give like a if someone throws like a barb or something at you, there's no way you can have an emotional response to that yeah holding, yeah, like you said you're holding it at arm's length and, yeah and it's, it's it,
0: it predisposes it towards mockery and scorn you know yeah. because you're kind of like being like well, this is what's funny about this because it's ridiculous or wrong, you, you know? Yeah. Instead of being like, well, this is funny about this because I can appreciate how I am flawed. Like, right. I'm willing to laugh at my own flaws, and so I invite you to laugh at, at them too, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, like for, you know, so playing that guy for me was like, I was like, high you know I know that the, the amount that I clutched mm-hmm. inside was to be highly anxious and to permit my feelings of self-importance to flow over me and my anxiety and like feel like I was the most important person in the room but also have a lot of anxiety but it was it was m- me too yeah. you know and that's why I was able to sort of like m- you know, even though I was giving you these, like, really awful choices of, like, oh, sure, you can assassinate James the Royal Taxidermist, but then if you want to do that, it's on you, yeah. you know, because it was, like, because I really did care about you, yeah. you know, and, you know, even if I were to elevate myself, you know, even if I were allowed myself to be, like, okay... Now that I'm this person, I'm the most important person in the world. It Absolutely. doesn't cut me off from having relationships, you know? Yeah. And because I was, you know, I was that guy. And I think that's the that's where those choices come from. They're surprising, you know, because you're not like, oh hey, you, you know, I'm asking you to play this archetype, or you're gonna play an archetype or st- or a stereotype. Sure. And you're going to you're going to play it according to everyone's expectations. You know, it's more like this is who I am, and I'm going to play this person as if I was this person. Sure, you know, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's kind of I th- I th- think that is an yeah. interesting channel, you know. To, and to I love I,
1: I really loved the. Uh, I don't know. I had one point where I just like stepped out to think like of this reverse Trojan horse moment of like <laughs> with, uh, like this horse that like because we we were kind of like touching on the possibility that there is this this elaborate trap. Oh, that, I thought like, for sure yeah. they
0: gave me a they gave me a horse that looked great but was a dud. Because like, the, they gave me exclusively so that they would have an excuse to be insulted and and invade the kingdom. Absolutely for sure.
1: Because I, and, I, and I thought it worked because the world we had painted together. I just like I imagine that like we we established that there's you and me and the royal taxidermist, and I was like maybe there might not be other people. Right. So I'm, like uh, I was <laughs> love the idea of this horse. And like what you described, as like it sounded like it was like a, like a Clydesdale that yeah. just oh, that's yeah. just up in at the at the I just pushed you and in. and a slight gun. breeze yeah. fell over. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't for know. sure. That's I love the idea me. of the uh, or this. I don't know what else to call it other than the reverse Trojan horse.
0: Yeah. Because because uh, and you know the thing about that too was that as it moved along, I got to as that character, I got to be like, of course this would happen to me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Why is my everybody else's rule is easy? Why is mine not easy? You know, it's like that. That was that's that was it. it Just helped feed kind of like the, you know, the that that sort of hapless quality that I felt like, even though I had the power, I felt like I was hapless. You know,
1: a part of me really wanted to see, um, like, if this were a show, and we came back to it, I really wanted to see that moment, like, where they decided to. Going to the field with just them, think I don't know with the idea of diplomacy. <laughs> I thought was weird. Really-
0: well, it would be fun in a, in a. I mean, it would be like a great opportunity for just sort of like some silly physical bits. If yeah, <laughs> you know, if basically I, yeah, I got to be sitting on a still horse when. Somebody, you know, when they came up on the other side of the stage, and then I had to like jump off it, <laughs> and and I mean that's that's a great opportunity for not, I mean, you know, I know it's a bit, but like a bit that would just be really fun to play to yeah. like to, for me to be forced to come up with excuses as to why I was keeping the gift horse at a distance from people that gave it to me, you know,
1: just like <laughs> are the sutures on the side the... It? No, yeah. it's it's,
0: oh no, we we had a long night drinking meat together <laughs> drinking meat. but it just yeah I mean I love the, the idea of having to be put in that situation and being like I just don't he's a beautiful animal I don't want to ask him to walk another step because I loved him so much uh, I must have driven him for 40 leagues already just we were hanging out galloping all over the place I'm going to save him this last 50 steps you can understand that right it's a beautiful horse
1: <laughs> I, I imagine in that exact moment during that is when they uh like the one of the attacking king of archers or something just rips out rips a bolt and just shoots me dead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and,
1: and guy just like keeps, nervously just keeps talking about this horse from afar. I don't. Know.
0: Well, I just that's like the idea of the the yeah that if you had survived your combat with James, but we're like completely <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> you know, it's that's you know, pretty great. But I think that you know, I it, it's it, it should go with saying though too that the um, it should go with saying that I think that it was a. You know, I hope that was fun for you to play. I think that you've got a, this facility to be like you you play really good kind of like straight men to ridiculous people. So it was oh, really man. easy for me to like play a ridiculous person because I think that you have like a. It seems like you're you're, you know, your general like atmosphere when you play is to be like a really decent like a really decent real person that like cares about what's happening you know or it feels what's happening and then you know sort of like I feel like a lot of what's how how you enable things to happen and scenes from what I've seen seeing you play and then playing with you a little bit is like just being like it's just a lot of the accept, acceptance, but not blind acceptance, you know, acceptance where you're like, oh yeah, this is really what's going on, you know, and I mean, I threw a lot of that stuff at you. Yeah. You know, so I, I appreciate you permitting me to have sort of the opportunity to play by you just being like, oh yeah, that horse did just go over. Oh, I really like a crack at the <laughs> taxidermy of it because the taxidermist is just a huge... Yeah, it's got a big mouth. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it, it there was no, you know, it it it's just a very embracing thing to have happen. So it's, yeah. it's a lot of fun. And I knew that
1: like, and uh, I definitely had a lot of fun. But I, and I remember that just like in watching, in your style, um, with rain like in Rainbow Deli and like and every other like revolver and things. Um, I remember like, um, like some of my favorite people to improvise with are, uh, and I've only been like it seems weird saying that like I've only been here like for so long uh but yeah the, but
0: that's that's the thing I mean, you don't carry your years okay. like you, you have the right i mean that's the thing is like you you have the total right to both have favorite people to improvise with and have favorite people to watch and have people that you don't like watching as long as you have reasons and if you have reasons then they're good you know and then yeah you're, and it's like yeah, please. People have opinions. You know? Like yeah, and yeah. don't have those be, opinions be something that you have to absorb from someone else. Have them be a, opinions based on how you really feel. Because it just makes your point of view better, makes you a better artist. And it makes
1: and it makes like, your I, I I I like And watching it, I feel like I put you in this category not like a, to like categorize people but Oh I categorize. You have like uh you have this innate way of like I just knew that if I threw even if I didn't throw that out there, if I threw <laughs> a reference to <sighs> Edison inventing a light bulb I knew, I like. I just know you're the kind of person that like oh you take it and then I'm gonna find a way to shoot it right back at you in a way that like, <laughs> like no matter what I throw at you like if we were on a back line or something I could turn to you and be like hey I've got a stupid idea
0: just step let's, let's do it well that's I mean cause I'm you know I love cause I mean yeah if I can put it in a much less flattering light I just sort of so first thank you but oh, yeah. I love consuming people's fuel you know like, I, yeah. I was just talking to some folks to uh, at a rehearsal about this this weekend, but, like, you know, sure, I always, I, I lead with stuff and scenes. Like, I come into scenes with something, mm-hmm. but only because that's my responsibility. You right. know, like, everybody's responsible for coming into a scene and not being dead weight to their scene partner, but actually, like, having something. Mm-hmm. But my favorite thing is to respond because then I get to throw away my my architect I get to throw away the the piece of me that's trying to orchestrate anything and and so much more rapidly get to just being yeah. you know yeah. and so that's so I love it I mean that's that's I mean it's I mean. it's total greed on my part to be like <laughs> oh please like I want you to have something I want you to put something on me because that makes the you, you putting something on me, me reacting to it mm-hmm. is triangulates to the point where I can be someone other than my, other than myself, exactly but still myself. You know like yeah. that's the point where everything fills in for me and I become whatever it is, given the moment and the circumstance. and it's like that's really what it, that's really what I want is just to make s- snap you know sort of visceral decisions. Rather than making intellectual decisions. Because intellectual decisions, like, I just don't, you know, I don't trust myself not to plan, you know? Not to be like, ooh, I'm going to plan, you know, oh, okay, this is how this could work. This is how this could work. Uh, Hopefully, you know, to plan to be funny, you know, or to plan to have some effect. And I don't want to plan to have any effect. I don't want to manipulate anybody. I just want to be in a space that we all are together. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so, and I always love. Like, I'm like trying to take a page out of like that book because I feel like I spend a lot of time giving emotional weight to things. Like, and I, I love doing it. And I,
0: well, that's good. I mean, that's a I mean, huge. That's that's the, that's the. I think probably the most important important part is like giving giving emotional weight to things. You know, to be like, oh shit, this is for real, and not for real because it's funny, but for real because it means something. You know, like you're seeing something that matters, and sure, it's in a hypothetical universe at this point. Sure, but you know, we're moved by all kinds of art. You know, like we're we just talking about crying at, you know, me, me crying at episodes of Doctor Who, you know? and me
1: crying at Serenity. Yeah, yeah. no big deal. <laughs> and
0: it's like, but that's the thing. It's like it's yeah. not, it's not, it, it's we're not crying at a real event. We're crying at something that has been constructed via art to put you know to to give us something to process in a objective safe space to see how we feel about things mm-hmm. how we feel about big things you know and so that's what's hap- that's you know you can look at it, improvisation as a tool to manipulate people to make them laugh or you can look you know or as an alternative you can look at it as an art form wor- worth other art forms where you're trying to produce something that has resonance to make people feel. And maybe that feeling is like, you know, to make people laugh and have fun and and feel joy, which I think often it is and is what is most rewarding. But that's the, the thing for me. It's funny because it's sharing joy and wonder and surprise rather than sort of being like, I know how to flip these levers in the exact sequence to make somebody... to extract something from someone. Right. I want to give not extract. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly.
1: And I often feel like sometimes when I am when we people like when we give this emotional weight, I always feel like I, I really am looking for somebody to just like exactly like to to just like have to take that if this then what kind of situation? Yeah. Like if uh, you know, well, you know if you thinking. give
0: if you give emotional weight, you know, then it it crea- you you know, you it's, you know, you're kind of sacrificing your your uh your pr- your protection you're sacrificing your protection to to people that may or may not pick up on on what you've given weight to to offer them an opportunity to give weight to it too yeah you know? i mean it takes a degree of like sort of it takes a degree of sacrifice to sort of to you know to Permit other people not to protect themselves.
1: Yeah.
0: So so I think that's good. I mean I think that and I think that's really, you know I, I think that that you you're like a a very true guy when you play and I I couldn't I couldn't ask for more than you know than that from somebody you know you. I mean obviously like thank you yeah you, you you know you you have like you play pretty subtly and you tend to be a straight man you know but it's like. That's just a style, <laughs> like yeah. the heart of it is, is the truth of it, you know, and so that's I think that's what's important to me, you know. I really, like you know, it was fun. To, I know that you and uh, and Dan are you you and Dan are in the same class, right? We were, yeah. He's yeah. On the,
1: yeah. Yeah. We were.
0: Yeah. Oh, but you guys aren't right now. Uh, I had to take a quick. Oh yeah. I had take, take a break
1: because I was going to be gone too many.
0: Oh yeah. Well, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you guys won't play together again, but I really liked watching you guys play together. You know,
1: he a was some, he was somebody where I just I knew, like I could because I feel yeah. like sometimes when you give that emotional weight, I feel like on some way you're like I'm gonna contribute this, but that puts a lot on somebody else to be like, well, no, it's my job to like m- not make it funny, but you know, yeah. like take a crack at it kind of situation. And he was somebody always, I uh, definitely always feel like,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, you guys, I mean, you guys cycled well together, and it was really fun to see because I think you know, well, you know, I I love him. He's one of my favorite improvisers. But Absolutely. it was like he, but. See, seeing that you guys play together it was like the it just opened you both up to like what you guys bo- what what you guys do really well you know it was like i th- i think that that at lo- if when you play with less um less sensitive people they can miss what you're laying down you know and, yeah. and roll over you And it's a fucking shame, you know? You know, it's one of those things where, like, uh, just a couple weeks ago, I had Ryan O'Neill on. He's another one, like, one of my favorite, really favorite improvisers to watch. And it's because he's so true. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if if people actually, like, stepped up to the craft of this and, like, paid attention to their scene partner, you know, then... it, it would enable some of those really like artful, caring human things that sometimes get get slammed over because people are in this rush to be loud enough to be heard no matter what, you know? Yeah. And I'm afraid that I'm like that. That's, I, was, I was afraid that I did that, that it may have done that a little bit to you in this scene. But like, I think what, you know, talking about you and Dan playing it, what I like so much about it is that he is so he has such a sensitivity to what's going on that to see you guys play together it's like he doesn't miss those fine subtle really human things that are happening and so so the orbit there is like a, 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 is a very pristine like just very compelling inspiring thing to watch you awesome, know? Awesome. and I'm just like yeah. man I wish I well, thank you, yeah. I wish I was less of a monster sometimes. You know? <laughs> I mean, I'm, what do you I, mean monster well I just, just as far as like I just feel like you know for me and you know perhaps this is in, in it, it, I was playing what I felt but what I'm feeling what I'm afraid of is that what I feel is too extreme too loud too like, loud of a character that I feel that my pre, my actual personality is to feel things at a very loud level okay. and so I miss some you know so that 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 I have it my tendency is to be I, I think it's true but I think my tendency is to be hyperbolic you know like is to push those outside edges and I think some of the most gratifying stuff is the stuff that is a little bit more meticulous and is not so broad I mean I'm a broad player and you know it's but even though I'm a broad player it's not what my preference it's not what I really respect I don't respect broadness. Sure. I'm kind of like, come on. If I see a broad (laughs) player, I'm like, come on, man. Just, like, fucking settle down and be a real human being, you know? And then, but, if I can self-note, you know? Go for it. I think that I don't know that I have the, um, I I don't have the facility. I don't know if I have the facility to comply with my own request. Well,
1: if we all could listen to our own
0: advice. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, so, I mean, that's kind of, you
1: know. I, mean, I just feel like you know you know how you're, I always go by, like, when I remember things, or you, the first thing that comes to mind is how I feel about it. Yeah. Like, um, be it, like, movies or whatever. And I feel like it's the same situation.
0: Um, yeah, I'm just a bullhorn, whereas I feel like, <laughs> you know, you're you an, un, an underappreciated sort of more fine, you know, or, like, I'm a waterfall, whereas you're sort of, a beautiful cascade of water over rocks. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time,
1: like, not to... You can't undercut yourself in such a way. Just because, like, people need... Like, that's, like, the hook. Like, like I know seeing, like, just watching, like, again, Rainbow yeah. Deli or something like that. Someone I, love I love that you
0: that you see so many of her shows. It's, like... Oh. It's a real compliment. Like, I say it all the time to people. I really mean it. Like, when I see improvisers that I know and like make... actually saying... I'm spending my time watching this because it has value to me as an experience. It's like, I, I can't say thank you often enough. You know? Well, no problem because I mean like, I mean just in watching it, what I, what I really appreciate is about like when you guys,
1: uh, you can take it to such like, you can push on, not necessarily push an envelope but like, yeah. you can take oh, it we, to a we weird get, place we but the way you get there makes... Bizarre, yeah. Yeah, it can be so bizarre but the way that it gets there makes absolute sense and you would never think that like give a suggestion of Blank, you could take that, and all of a sudden, you know, something complete like you wouldn't be able to imagine if someone said you're gonna see this followed by this, you'd be like, There's no way those two connect, but it works so well. And I think yeah. it's because you got some playbooks, some people choose to in different scenes, you'll see some people play broader characters, and then you have, I don't know, people like Farrell who come in and like pinpoint something, yeah, and yeah. nothing gets by them, and they're always gonna like be like, Yeah, we're painting this broad picture, but remember, we're also doing pointillism at the same time, yeah. and I've got this, like, and you said this. And, um, I don't know, it was just well, always, it's just, it's always just so fun to watch.
0: He's a, he's a good, you know, he's a good one to pull, 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 out. And I think that's maybe the, that's part of the, the over, this kind of like the quality that I think that I, I soulfulness is what I most enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, soulfulness is what I most enjoy. And, and that's, and I think that, that is something that Farrell is massively soulful. And Ryan is massively soulful, and I think you're massively soulful. Well, you, thank know? you. And it's like that's... Maybe it's just because that's something that that supplies the thing that I want to play with, but I feel, you know, that that I feel like there's... You know, in my head, I have all these compass points for the way that I feel like people play, you know? Mm-hmm. Of yeah. Like, um, and, you know, in different arrangements, but one of the things that I think about is like how... How a person is constructed, you know. Yeah. And I think of like, mind, and body on two ends. You know, are are the north and south, and, um, and heart, and soul are the east to west. Interesting. You know. Yeah. And I think, I don't know. I think I run extremely north south. You know.
1: Like just up the spectrum, or. Right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe. May, or maybe maybe west, but what I most love is is east is the soul. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I also feel like it's the and it's something that that maybe I strive for, but it's the thing that I, I feel like I have the least, the least of. So when I see other people <laughs> do it, you know, it's like it's 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 very moving to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's always going to be.
1: It's an interesting spectrum you put out there. I just there's always going to be. Like I always feel like I need to work on this and this on the other side of that spectrum. If I if I'm over here, then I definitely need to find a way. I feel like,
0: oh, absolutely. I'm always trying yeah. to push. I mean, but that's, that's why that I'm thing. always trying to push in that direction on the compass because I think it's the thing that I always and have the most dearth of. And that's, like,
1: and that's like, and that's what's really great about seeing. Not only it shows and like seeing people, not like play their roles, but also when they. It, like, break what we, like, I've seen this person play XX X X and X, but when they play Y, it's just, like, it just adds to that range, and then you yeah. also see, just, I don't know, you get to experience so many other people who are different parts of that, and you're like, interesting, I could, how can I incorporate that, and make, or how can I do, get better at what they're doing? Yeah. I don't know. It's, oh, well, it's, that's a huge thing, man,
0: it's like, it, it's it's that, it's kind of along that same con- conversation line of, like, um protectiveness, right? Because, um, you, I, I firmly believe that you, you know, as well as sort of like turning over your protectiveness in the moment, you know, it's important to turn over your protectiveness in your career, you know? Like that that idea of watching people and being like, oh, they're inspiring. Like I want to try and see see if I can push myself to do what they do so naturally, you know? Mm-hmm. Because it's, for me, I feel like, there's this veterans disease you know where um, where if you've been around the scene for a long time you kind of figure out what your niche is or you figure out how you're effective and then you can you kind of only do that thing or it happens a lot where folks that are more veteran kind of figure out how they they figure out how they're effective they think that that's their thing and they only try and do that thing and it's at that point of stasis, because there's no openness to trying new things. Mm-hmm. There's the only path is the degradation of your skills. You know, like if you're not trying to get better, you're getting worse. You know. Sure. Yeah. And it, I think that for newer folks to it, that there's this discipline of, you know, like being in classes or watching people or like, you know, there's much more inspiration. There's like, Oh, where will I go? You know? But then when you start experiencing success or you start finding your thing, you're on your teams, you're playing your shows, you start to think, well, okay, this is what I've got to protect. instead of this is what I've got to reach for, you know? And then you, then, then there's degradation and it's, it's, it's a bummer. I mean, it's a bummer to see people, you know, that I th- once thought, "Oh man, they're gonna be great." To be let to see, "Oh, this is the greatest they're gonna be," but it's also like a a a, a huge kind of cautionary tale for me, where I'm like, "Man, I am gonna I'm gonna be as cognizant as I can be of my failings, and I'm really gonna try and get better," you know, like yeah. every everything. Just you know, because I mean i I feel like I play fine and mostly it works out well yeah, but but I don't want the best that I have been to be something that's behind me, you know yeah, I, I mean, want it to be in front of me, and I always want that you and know? I feel
1: like with improv it's always and I feel like it by by some sort of definition it will it can't be behind me because improv it's always kind of changing. And, like, and in my experience going through IO, uh, you hear people talk about, like, uh, like the way things used to be when t- people talk about, like, how the teams used to be really big. And it'd be really oh, yeah. weird if someone yeah. was like, Yeah, we've got a four person team. And they'd be like, You only have four people. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Um, so it's all, I feel like what's great about it is it's always going to change. And so, I don't know, I just really feel like there's never going to be a part where I feel, where I, like, I hope I never get to a point where I feel like I like, get comfortable with myself. Yeah. Cause like, there's always new people
0: always coming in and everyone, everyone's story is going to be so unique. Um, well, it's kind of like, you know, I mean, I guess my, my thought, my, what I'm scrabbling for yeah, yeah. is like the, the, you know, the greatest thing you can do for yourself is to maintain your vulnerability, you know, and just sort of be like, you know, maintain your ability to, uh, you know be touched by things and to appreciate things, you know, because that's, that, that will, that will give you life, you know, it's like the, when you become, you know, the the static, you know, being static means kind of like being, being dead or just, you know, being a living monument to what, (laughs) to, to what you could be. So, you know, I would rather remain kinetic rather than sort of like this is my fulfilled potential. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it was, like, the,
1: like the one time I ever experienced that or uh, like the first time I feel like it really had an impact on me was back at uh, Ohio university when someone was describing uh, the acting program there in the school yeah. theater as like the first couple levels. It's about like, like you don't even get into what acting is per se, but it's all like they spend the first couple like year, like a year or two or I I wasn't in the program, so I don't know. I did playwriting, play writing, but uh, it sounds like they, it's all about the first year or two when you get into the program, it's all about just breaking those down because you, like, no one, you, you may have, like, everyone has these walls, everyone has these walls for emotion yeah. to, like, protect themselves, and we all, like, kind of know these things, but to break them was, uh, it just blew my mind, I was like, oh, it just made me really think about, Yeah, I mean, that's all, like, <laughs> not, like, to say that that's all acting is, but, like, just to be just to be like affected by something, and I think that's what I like, yeah. what we yeah. look for when yeah. we watch movies or something. Like, yeah. we could look at the plot and maybe like, yeah, the explosions or these effects are cool. But like, I when I go to movies, I want to be, I want to feel like I look to feel something.
0: Yeah, And yeah, absolutely.
1: Be it one way that it could be like you know we always have those characters and like like I remember in Hunger Games there was a um, what's her face's character the like the one the woman who kind of orchestrated it all she had like the face paint it was um, uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks, Banks character. Yeah. I remember, like, I just remember hating that character, uh, but I loved that she was making me feel that.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was
1: just like, uh, she's on, like, I don't know, that sort of situation. I feel like we all just kind of look, I don't know, I feel well, like I just like, lost um, my train of thought. No,
0: but, no, but, I mean, that's, that's you know, it, well, time out movies, it's why uh, Alan Rickman oof. is so great, or yeah. my favorite of all time, Basil Rathbone, who I most appreciated as a hero, sure. but he's, you know, culturally most well-known as, like, the greatest bad guy in all these, you know, like, sword move, you know, like in Robin Hood or whatever, you know, because yeah. he's, there's that, that, yeah, they, they make you f- feel something, yeah. you know, I mean, like there's, it and that kind of like, all those, you know, all those Greek words, <laughs> you know, pathos and catharsis, <laughs> and you know, it's like all, all that stuff where it's kind of like, you don't yeah I mean like the being being a human is being is messy and complex and so like kind of like having the opportunity to like yeah put it into a, put it put it into a hypothetical space you know yeah. <laughs> and sort of be like well this is you know I, I'm seeing other people play out kind of like a string of thoughts that winds up impacting me yeah. you know and, yeah. and and I think that's kind of like the the really you know obviously, Improvisation is going to be a little bit more sort of sloppy and and you know unpredictable and all that stuff, but it's kind of you know its power is its immediacy and its capacity for surprise, yeah. you know, and the the capacity for um, unity. You know, there's there's kind of like there's not a sense of authorship to it, right? You know, it's, it's like, it's, if something, if, if a truly wonderful moment of improvisation happens, it's not because I've authored a moment, you know, it's because I've experienced a moment in such a way that, um, that for the community that's there, both audience and performers, um, experience that, that, that spontaneous, you know, experience the light bulb moment, you know, all, all at once. And, and that's the. You know that that's something that, you know, it's not it's not like I put a huge product, You know, it's not like I meticulously crafted over a product and then was like, well, this made me feel some things, and, you know, I'll put it up in front of you, and then when you absorb it, um, you know, I may I, much of what I what I'm trying to say here may still be subconscious, but maybe it'll trigger some things with you, and it's a you know it's a, it, it, it's a um it's a distance experience between yeah. your the. The authorship and the and the and the consumption, but you know this is, we're authoring and consuming at once, and the nature of any room that you improvise in front of is, is going to be part of the authorship. You know, exactly. It's if you're in front of a room of hundred and fifty, you know, hundred twenty or whatever. You know, whatever the bowl is, sure, that sure. I throw, you know, yeah. is like is going to be different than what it is at CIC, you know? Most well, definitely. And, and that the, it, it's interesting because it's, it's kind of like just playing with a different person, right? You know, if you have the right attitude about it, it's just like playing with a different person where, you know, there, there isn't like a, a valuation that is different there for me. It's just a different experience. and sure. And it informs how I may feel you know, I mean, yeah. or how we all feel, you know. Right.
1: I mean, it just reminds me, like, when someone, when you try to tell somebody, like, you can tell somebody your favorite moments of a movie, because um, mm-hmm. it just, that sense, but, like, an audience is so involved in improv, which I love it, but at the same time, like, when you try to tell somebody about a, like, a, as far as the sense of authorship goes, like, you try yeah. to tell somebody, like, hey, man, wait, there was a scene I saw or I was in or you a friend did or whatever, and you try to relate it to them, there's, it doesn't work. Like, you, yeah. could, tell, you could tell them, but they... It's like a you-need-to-be-there situation, which I find just...
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Just great. Yeah,
0: it is. It's it's the immediacy of it, you know? And even in this, you know? I I mean, just that, you know, us playing with no one, you know, Mm -hmm. around, it's still the, you know, it's like the, the intimacy of it and the immediacy of, you know, kind of playing together and, like, you know, talking about it. It's... That charge is still there. So it's kind of like if... If you th- if you think if you th- if you attach more valuation to the the uh, of where you're playing you know or yeah. who you're playing in front of, then you're you're not you're not giving the experience no matter where where it is the right you know the right sense you know the right the right value because kind of like man you know p- playing in front of no one which you know. We effectively, I mean, which we've just maybe people listen to this, but like sure, our sure. experience is just playing for each other, right? and that's that's a super it's a super valid experience. So like, if we did this on a stage with you know one of our friends watching, or one stranger, sure, or no strangers, it's our attitude that kind of informs it, and. You know, if you have no one there, then you just improvised a wonderful secret, <laughs> you know, exactly. as long as you're not dragging into it like the, oh man, no one's here. This sucks. Right. Like, it's amazing how little, you know, how few bodies it takes to make something feel like you're really doing it. You just have to be in it. That's <laughs> right, yeah. So, I mean, I, I I think that was probably a wild tangent, but. Oh, I, I don't know. This has been a good, a really good conversation. Fun. If it was so a I wild tangent, we went
1: there together for sure. <laughs> good, <laughs> hanging good. on.
0: Good, awesome. Um, okay, well, the, the dog went off a while ago, so yeah. I don't know, I, know if there's anything else that we missed that you want to talk about uh, or touch on. I hope I no, again. No. I hope I didn't run over you by being such, No, a absolutely giant, not. Uh, I'm just checking to make sure we name dropped all the right people. <laughs> I
1: don't know. No, I just I just remember thinking about that. I was like, we talked about a lot of people specifically. Oh yeah, that's fine. I mean, who no, knows? But How? those are the people that affect us. You yeah, know? Oh, I mean, yeah. like,
0: well, who knows names, who will listen to it? Pharaoh yeah. will listen to this if he's going on a trip. <laughs> uh, Dan White will listen to it. Hi Dan. Um, I don't know if, really? or, or if Ryan is listening to each of these or not. Hi Ryan. Yeah. You're great.
1: But I always like, but I like, I love respect, and I love. I love, like, if someone has an effect on me... Yeah. I've, like, I have no problem letting someone know that. So, like,
0: I'm... Oh, no way, man. Like, absolutely. Like, it's, it's that protectiveness again. It's like, you know, and and two, like, that for me, the idea of stasis, you know, the idea that you have to protect anything. So, like, you know, I've been living in this city for almost nine years, right? Mm-hmm. And so... I don't know. Maybe there's benchmarks of like what I should be doing or what I should have done or, you know, I, but like, fuck it, man. It's great. I yeah. like love what I get to do and I like to play and, you know, if I think someone is a good, is like a good human that treats a stage with respect, then I'm going to respect them and I'm not going to do any numbers figuring. You sure, know? sure. Yeah. So... So for that reason, I'm happy to say who I like. You know, yeah. I'm into them. You know, there's exactly. like, there's, there's ton, tons of people, and some of them maybe like, you know, some of them are still in classes. You know, some of them have just moved to the city. Some of them have been around forever. But like, if I think you're good and I like you, I don't have a problem saying you're good and I like you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? I always just feel like
1: based on how I feel, I'm just like. I could just watch a show and someone will stick out and be like, oh, I, want to, I want to play with them. Like, Yeah, that's, oh, yeah for real. It's yeah. pretty much, I think that's pretty much the tops,
0: I think that's I a, a really, well, you know, I think it's a really healthy attitude to have, you know. And if somebody's ever a cocksucker about that kind of thing, <laughs> like, oh, you want to play with me? Then it's like, oh, you got issues. Yeah. Oh, you this know? just turned took a different turn than I thought it was going. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, you know, it sounds like you got some real, you need to work some stuff out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. Awesome. Anyway, so it was a lot of fun to play with you, and I'm happy that this blossomed into a hopefully coherent conversation. About yeah, I hope. It.
1: I don't. I was just trying to think about what we just talked about, and I was like, I don't know if point A gets to point D or E or F after coherently either. Yeah. Well,
0: I think, you know, I think we probably talked a lot of kind of like overarching philosophy and that kind of stuff but you know I'm a, I'm I definitely thank God in these old bones I still have a great degree of enthusiasm so <laughs> if, if the notion of enthu- being enthusiastic comes up then you know we'll have a long podcast for that one <laughs> great the enthusiasm
1: if you have the enthusiasm then you're where you need to be I feel like so
0: yeah yeah I can believe him being a believer Being a believer all right Thanks, man. I appreciate it. No Thank problem. We're oh, Yeah, yeah, no, no. All right. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you.